Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 102. I am your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvahill Jr. of InstaImage.com. Jeff and I are separated by a computer screen today, probably for the best interest of Jeff. Uh, I've been a bit under the weather the last few days, to say the least. Uh, I'll touch on that in just a second, but uh, i got some state cross-country to cover. We'll talk about Douglas North Valley's last week, as well as Douglas Galena for the regional championship in football this coming week. Um, but before we get into that, would like to thank today's sponsor that has played against sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playedagainsports.com. You may hear me cough once or twice in this episode. I will do my best. I'm sure my voice is already kind of going as uh, we start talking here. Um, it, Friday and Saturday, I, you know, I, I don't want to spend more than 10 seconds talking about me getting sick. I don't think anybody cares and nobody wants the details. I can promise you that much. Uh, state cross country coverage was a little affected. I did not get to stay the whole time. I promise I tried to tough it out as, uh, as long as I can, but yeah, to, to spare anybody the details, let's just say I, I left at a good time. Uh, I wasn't going to make it much longer, so. I, uh, you know, that's that's the flu for you. And that's that's how it goes. Um, hopefully um, everybody understands. And if not, well, I did the best I could. So that's what you got. We got Carson Girls Cross Country won its second straight state title, arguably in even more impressive fashion than they won the last one. I mean, it was more impressive. They won it by a lot more points in, in that regards. Uh, they only needed or only scored 29 points Saturday in that win. They had 33 points in their regional meet, Jeff. So they scored less points against state competition than they did against the regional meet. Uh, And for anybody not familiar with cross-country scoring, it's like golf, lower the better. Um, So first place gets you one point, second place gets you two points, third place gets you three, so on and so forth. The lowest score, team score wins, saying, you know, you had the best best results. They take the top five. Uh, Carson obviously ran with seven runners, but they take the top five scores. Uh, Carson, you know, again, like I said, just kind of dominated with the way it goes there in order to in order to get that 29 points. I mean, you go third, sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth, <laughs> and then uh, 26th and 32nd. I mean, just an absolute dominant performance. You had it out of 82 runners. Everybody finished in the top third. Like I said, all five of their scoring runners finished inside the top 10. Uh, wildly impressive. They had three medalists as well and hannah budd who took third uh brianna rodriguez or excuse me yeah brianna rodriguez nunez who was seventh and then vea minor who was sixth jenny ponzak just missed the uh individual podium in eighth but of course a uh, big part of that that the reason why they were able to win state madison hager took 10th uh, i believe anna shane was 26th and then eleanor romeo was 32nd Along with being able to shave off uh, points from their regional championship time, their regional championship score, they were also shaving off time from their uh, regional championship or regional championship meet from a week prior. Hannah Bud finished with a 19:51. Vea Minor knocked off 17 seconds from her time, as well. Uh, Brianna Rodriguez Nunez knocked her time down about 22 seconds. Jenny Ponzak 
PR'd there by 23 seconds. Madison Hagar ran 13 seconds quicker than she did a week ago. Keep in mind, this is on the same exact course. So they were running uh, same course. I do think from from when I was there that conditions were a little firmer. Wasn't quite as muddy. Uh, weather was a little warmer. I, it sounds like from what NIAA uh, director Donnie Nelson said, they, they did not have the sprinklers on earlier that morning. So probably explains why there was a little less mud, but uh, very impressive overall to continue to see this Carson girls cross country team just dominate. Um, and I know I've talked about it before on this podcast, but the the work they put in in the off season is a huge part of it. And that's why you, you saw the, I guess the, the gap between last year's state title and this year's state title grow so exponentially because last year they won the state title by a few points. I think it was six and you know, a lot of those girls were freshmen and didn't hadn't come in with the off season workout regimen that uh, they did this off season. And um, I don't think I need to tell you much about the off season workout regimen, other than seeing how they placed. I think that that pretty much shows you that as they pulled away from everybody else, like I said, Carson with twenty nine points, second place Bishop Minogue had sixty three, so it was not close. And by the time you have your fifth. Uh, run or finish it, you pretty much know where you stand as a team. If you're the first team to have all, you know, your first five runners come across unless there's uh, some other stuff going on. But for the most part, when you have five inside the top 10, that'll, that'll pretty much do it. And uh, they knew going in that there was some, you know, they, they look at the math uh, head coach, Jason Macy is, is very honest about that. They they're doing some, some homework before they get there about where they need to finish. And I think he was most impressed with, the fact that they were able to shave off so much time from last week to this week, um, you know, course conditions aside, it says a lot about the, I guess the mentality of that team and where they knew that this was, I mean, this is the goal they've been working for all season, which is, you know, I, I don't know if it's totally possible to, I guess, fully describe what it's like. I mean, this is just from a coverage for, perspective i personally have never had this where i knew six months ahead of time i was going to win any sort of athletic event and then i went and did it right like that is that is a level of dedication and determination that is just rare to find it's it's so hard to be I guess put on that that pedestal already and that's coming off a state title right they were deservedly there but to to have that target on your back all season long and then to still go out and dominate like they did i think really just shows how impressive that that team has been this season and will continue to be because guess what, Jeff, there's not a single senior on that varsity roster. So they'll be back. Uh, there are some seniors on that team, but they, they did not run at state there. They were, you know, the, the backups there and it's going to be, it's going to be their state title to lose again next year. Uh, just really impressive stuff from the, the Carson girls as they win their second straight state title. They, the girls did, Kind of, and as I've I've talked about here a little bit, um, give give a lot of credit to head coach Jason Macy, who was not only the head coach last year for Carson's uh, first state title in about twenty years, but he was also the head coach back in two thousand one when they won their previous state title before that. And they talked a lot about his his work ethic and the amount of science and research, and um, you know he's working through looking through workouts and always trying to make, you know, make them better and make them stronger, faster, quicker, uh, healthier, like you name it. Um, sounds like he's always got 
you know, notebooks ready to go. Um, they're doing math ahead of time. They're, they're as prepped as, as they can be. And, you know, coaches tend to not want to take any, any credit for it. And of course he said his, uh, he was spent more time this, this off season telling the girls to, to dial it back than to, than to ramp it up. He didn't, he didn't need to push them a whole lot as far as, uh, motivation goes, but, uh, just overall, just a really impressive team. Uh, I imagine M- Macy will win coach of the year for the second straight year and deservingly so. Um, and really just a, a wonderful story and a good group of kids too um, there with the Carson girls cross country team. So congrats to them on winning their second straight state title. Keep an eye out though. Cause they're not done and their season's not over either. They got a, they have another meet coming up this weekend. Uh, the XRC. Um, unfortunately off the top of my head, I do not recall where that's at, but they're still running. And that I think kind of shows you where like mentally where they're at like this is this is just what they do and i'm sure there will be some sort of off season where they don't you know go out and train every day but but it's just you know another another weekend to go run some hills and uh run a new course and i just i just have a lot of respect for for anybody that can put in that kind of time running because as i will joke with uh anybody who knows me i can't do that (laughs) yeah super impressive well and just just from a coaching perspective how do you get you know it's 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 one thing to have one athlete buy in and and you know i i don't mean this in a derogatory way but drink the kool-aid and they have they have a whole team you know and it's it's in the boys too um i don't yeah they place they play six at state right Yep, so yep. It, and it's, I'm getting there. the whole program is they're bought in and they, you know, they're, they're, they see the rewards and that's, that's awesome from a coaching perspective as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, you alluded to it perfectly. Carson boys uh, were sixth at the, the state meet there. I believe Spanish Springs ended up winning the individual side of things there uh, as a, as a team team side. A couple times that were uh, just a tad slower for, for Carson boys, um, you know, I think there's probably a few reasons why that that happened, but still overall just, um, you know, impressive to even get there. Sawyer Macy coming off a regional championship, took ninth as an individual in 1724. Uh, sophomore Sean Thornton was 17th. Junior Alex Minor was 21st. He was only a second off of Sean Thornton. There was a big old pack there that finished between roughly like the 17 and the 25th spot. There was like eight runners separated by two seconds. Uh, so quite the, quite the finish there at the line. Nate Freed, uh, Ivan Romeo and Quinn Kuchnicki were also finishers there. Mark Walther was the last uh, center boys runner to cross the line there. But, you know, again, to, to get there even in the first place is an impressive feat in and of itself. And, um, all these, all these Northern runners got to see that course again. So just because somebody's was better last weekend doesn't necessarily mean they were better this weekend. And again, when it comes to running at such a such a quick pace, sometimes you know things happen. You people push themselves a little too hard early, don't push themselves hard enough early, um, and then you're either not able to make up that ground or not able to hold on to that lead. There's a there's a lot of things that that go into it, especially on a, a hilly course. Um, and against new newer competition with with some Vegas with Vegas schools being up there. Excuse me. Um, looking around the rest of the league here, uh, Dayton's Allison Hoffman was 
improved at her second straight year at state. Last year as a sophomore, she was 30th. Saturday, she was 21st in the 3A meet in 24-10. In the Class 2A meet, uh, Sierra Lutheran senior Aiden Concanon was a medalist yet again. He was 7th after meddling in 7th at state after meddling at the regional championship as well. Uh, Falcon freshman Noah Seaver got his first taste of a state meet as well, taking 21st in 1953. Douglas also represented at the state meet. The girls were 10th. Uh, they qualified as a team. Lucy Nord was the first Tiger Girls runner to finish Saturday in 29th. She was 43 seconds faster at the state meet than she was at her regional qualifying meet. Ayla Nelson was next across the line. Nisa Barton and Logan Axtell were 52nd and 53rd, respectfully there. A uh, f- couple more Tiger runners finished in between in the 70s and 80s as well. On the boys' side, junior Luke Davis, who has been Douglas's top runner on the boys side all season was 32nd junior sage spencer was 54th and senior dennis jorgensen was 60th overall like i said pretty much wraps up our cross-country season i know carson is is going to continue on i know for for pretty much everybody else that that does it Uh, and it's not like carson's going you know weeks past uh the state meet just xrc and then it looks like that'll be the end of their regular season but what a year for for carson cross country uh I think I've said this already, but the Carson boys cross country team also won the academic state title for the second year in a row with like a 3.9 GPA. So congrats to them. Um, that's athletics will, will take you places, but ultimately in the classroom is, is, is the priority. And I don't, I don't think I'm going to get any, any pushback from you there, Jeff on, on that one. Not at all. All right. Over to the football side of things. Cause that's pretty much all we got left for fall sports. Uh, again, sorry if you can hear my voice struggling because I can feel it. Douglas Galena, 5A Division Three Regional Championship this Friday, 6 p.m. Yes, kickoff time is 6 p.m. None of these moved around kickoff times. Tickets you can buy through the NIAA website. We will have links everywhere. Be sure to get those ahead of time. The line at the football game last week was nuts. Uh, I think it worked out nicely that TV was there and pushed kickoff to 7.13 or whatever it was last Friday because it gave the line time or gave everybody time to get into the stadium. That line, if you've been to been to down to Minden for a football game, that line was back to the parking lot. It was it was quite quite a quite a snake trail there. Um, but if you get those tickets ahead of time, I know it speeds up the whole process in general. The game is supposedly being streamed on NFHS. There's your caveat. I'm not sure I'd pay for it. Just follow me on Twitter. Read the recap afterwards. I don't know. I know you guys want to watch it live. I understand. But uh, I I did see that on Twitter that multiple people, sounds like, paid for NFHS last week and couldn't couldn't get it to work. Um, I I didn't look. I'm sorry. It's I couldn't couldn't check it while I was there and. Uh, NFHS is not really my prerogative, but uh, apologies for anybody who did pay for that and, and didn't get to watch. Unfortunately, that's uh, not the company I work for. And um, is, I mean, we've said this before. It's just a bad product. I, I, I'm surprised they still make people pay for it as much as they do because it really doesn't run well and tends not to work. Um, so feel free to follow me on Twitter. Uh, feel free to check us out on the Record Courier dot com backslash news backslash sports uh those recaps are up 
as soon as I can get them up after after the final. So 6 p.m. Friday in Minden, Douglas and Galena. It is a rematch of the first meeting from the league season this year where Douglas beat Galena 51-21. Now keep in mind that Galena will have some of its bigger pieces on offense back. Uh, I don't want to say fully healthy because I do not cover uh, Galena, you know, as closely as I do Douglas or Carson, but I know that quarterback Colson Kermode is back in the mix. Offensive lineman Tyler Miller is back and healthy as well. According to 247 Sports, he's the number two recruit in Northern Nevada behind uh, a Bishop Minogue defensive lineman. So big pieces back for Galena that that should help, but uh, that should help their offense after, you know, Douglas outscored him 51 to seven following the first quarter. And uh, here's the thing, Jeff. That game was September 22nd. Douglas hasn't given up a point since. So, uh, yeah, lots of shutouts for that Douglas defense. And uh, their 47-0 win over North Valleys in the regional semifinals is what set this all up. And, uh, Jeff, by my count, they broke seven school records in that win over North Valleys. Now, they're not all single-game stats. It's not something that just happened all at once. These are cumulative numbers here. But... 21 points without allowing a quarter, or excuse me, 21 straight quarters without allowing a point breaks a school record dating back to 1963. They have now tied another record from 1963 with five straight shutouts. They have broken the school record in turnovers forced this season from 2006. They have broken the school record in defensive touchdowns scored in a season. They have broken the school record in defensive INTs this season. And then on offense, Connor Jackson broke the rushing touchdown record in one season, which is set in 1997, and he now has the most yards of any Douglas High running back in a single season in program history, which was last set in 2004. Connor Jackson now with 2,114 yards on the ground this season based off the last numbers I looked at. Uh, Lots of credit to go all, all around there. A lot of very important pieces for for Douglas. And, you know, Jeff, here's the thing. Like, I'm sitting here looking at it, and, you know, Douglas won by 30, and Galena will have some some big pieces back on offense. And I do think I do think that will go a long way for the Grizzlies. I'm not sure asking for a shutout is necessarily fair for Douglas because that Galena offense has, has some uh, potential to really move the ball, and they showed that early on against Douglas last time. And again, that was without Colson Kermode or Tyler Miller. However, that does not begin to talk about Douglas's offense against Galena's defense. And if we're looking at the last meeting, Douglas ran the ball for 465 yards and five touchdowns. They averaged 9.3 yards per carry, which is essentially a first down every time they touch the ball. And uh, if you're giving up yards like that, you're not going to win many games. I mean, that's just just how it goes if you can't stop anybody. So we'll see. I'm very curious to see how I think that's that's the matchup I'm more curious to watch. I'm I think I think we know what Douglas's defense is at this point. I am curious to see what Galena's offense looks like uh in a in a rematch now that they've seen Douglas's defense and they can kind of prep for that. But I'm way more curious to see how the Grizzlies defense answers to Douglas's offense because Douglas's offense has just been rolling and you know you can sit here and talk about all the defensive shutouts and all this or that but they're winning by five or six scores every time it's not like 
that went in game seven, nothing, 14, zero, that offense is moving the ball. And that's, that's, that's a tough recipe when it comes to a regional championship. Uh, the winner mo- will move on, of course, to the class five, a state title game, which will be at Mackey, uh, the following weekend, not this coming weekend, but next weekend after that, this is going to be a doozy, Jeff. Um, you know, I've been been at Douglas now for their last two home football games. Uh, those two teams have both decided to come out and stomp all over the Douglas logo, and <laughs> both of them have been shut out. Yeah, so that doesn't ever bother well. Ahead. Here's your here's your little cue the siren. Um, I don't know if I can I can't really whisper into the mic here because uh, we're not in the office, but I'm going to go ahead and say that's not a good idea. Let's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend doing that. I don't. A. That team doesn't. That that Douglas team doesn't need any more reason to be fired up. You're not. You're not. Based off what I've seen, you're not really getting under anybody's skin. Like it bothers them, but when they're gonna go beat you forty-seven nothing or thirty-five nothing, I mean, it, it's it's pretty quickly forgotten. It's just more of why why. I I don't. I just haven't figured out what teams are trying to prove. What what players think they're doing by. By doing that, you're not. It hasn't rattled them. And granted, Galena is a is a better opponent than the two last two opponents that that did that. So if the if that's a route the Grizzlies want to go, feel free. But uh, I'm letting I, you know I, now. I have a feeling somebody will be there making sure that that does not happen. Based on the reaction that I saw at the Carson game, I think there might be somebody standing waiting. Yeah, it's it's not a good idea. I'm just going to tell you now. Uh, I don't know why you you add more fuel to the fire for a team that's ten and one. I it just it's well, and they didn't lose that game in the league. No, they're they're obviously the best team in five A Division three at the moment, right? This yeah. is why you play the games. I'm not saying they're going to go win Friday, but as of today, they are obviously the best team in five A Division three. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. So if you think that's the the recipe, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but uh, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. So, anyways, kickoff, like I said, Friday, 6 p.m. in Minden. Uh, last meeting, Douglas outgained Galena 490 yards of offense to 263. Of course, on defense, Cole Smalley led the way with 14 tackles, three tackles for loss. Uh, Trace Estes had a receiving touchdown, eight tackles, and two tackles for loss as well. Sage 80 recorded a sack. I have seen a few plays where – actually, I've seen a lot of plays where teams – you know, and I know – it's high school football, so miscommunication happens and all that she has. But I've seen too many plays where Cole Smalley doesn't get blocked. And he's gonna make you pay for that too. So <laughs> don't don't go stomp on the logo and maybe maybe don't forget about the Douglas linebackers, because they're they're a dangerous core and they're gonna make you pay, and that doesn't even begin to begin to highlight the weapons they have on on the defensive side of the ball. That is only just scraping the surface. So should be a doozy, should be a fun one. Uh, really looking forward to covering that. Of course, that will be for a Class 5A Division Three Regional Championship, in case I haven't said that already. Uh, both teams, you know, you don't have to dig dig back a ways to find the last time either of these football programs competed for a regional title. And I'm not, you know, I was about to say I'm not going to go as far to say it, but I think, I think, I think 5A Division Three was a good thing for football this year. I do, I do think the separation in 
was a was a positive for the NIAA. I know I've been throwing a lot of shade at the organization on Twitter. I think I've said a few things on the podcast here too. Uh, that all deserving. That does, I'm not taking that away. But this football realignment, I do think, has been uh, for the best. I know if you look at competitive scores, it doesn't necessarily shape that same photo, same picture after one year. But you know, it, they weren't competitive. The, the c- competitiveness issues weren't new. So to to still have that be an issue, I think, is something that you'll continue to see. Um, and you know, really, sometimes one team just has puts together this kind of season, and uh, that's just for five A Division three. You can look at some of the other divisions as well. One thing to keep an eye on from the south, it'll be number one legacy against number two Palo Verde. That regional championship in the south is also Friday at six. I will do my best to keep everybody in the loop on the final there. Legacy, of course, is the one seed coming out of the south. I would assume they are the most likely team to win that game. They have beaten Palo Verde already this season. They also pitched a big old shutout in their regional semifinal win over Clark. They won that game 49-0. Palo Verde beat Desert Oasis 49-38. So both teams down in Vegas do seem to have uh, some offensive firepower. We'll see what it looks like when they come up to to Northern Nevada next weekend. But big one coming this Friday between Douglas and Galena. I'm not sure I can hype that game anymore. Again, you go to the NIAA's website to buy tickets. I highly recommend doing that ahead of time if you're listening to my voice now because, again, if you don't want to wait in, well, I guess you might still end up waiting in line. But if you don't want to wait in as long of a line, get your tickets now, save yourself a little bit of a headache, get in that stadium. I was told that the gates are opening at 4.30 for a 6 p.m. kickoff as well. So that should give everybody some extra time to get in and not get stuck in line. So if you're, again, trying to avoid line, maybe get there a little earlier as well. Um, but buying those tickets. And, and just so people understand, you cannot buy them. You Even if you go to the stadium, you still must buy it online. So you yep. cannot get a paper ticket or anything like that at the gate. They are going to help you purchase it on your phone. So right. doing it early is a huge benefit for you. Yeah, just save yourself the headache, honestly. Um, and trust me, I can, I can tell you from experience, trying to get an internet connection at that school, not the easiest. So uh, really, yeah, save yourself the trouble. Maybe even save yourself a trip to go back home to go get the ticket. I think that is in your best interest. Jeff, anything else you got before we get out of here next week? I know we're going to have a whole bunch on all region teams, but I'm going to save that for next week. Yep, Friday we have state soccer at Carson. And Friday, Saturday, actually. So the boys 5A and girls 4A, which is so all of the Reno teams plus Douglas Carson for girls. And again, all of the same teams plus all the perennial favorites of... Uh, Sparks, Hug, North Valleys, all those, all those group is also in 5A boys. Those are both the semifinals run Friday. Uh, I believe it's 10, 12, 2, and 4. Uh, the boys play first. Sorry, the girls play first. The first two games are the girls' games, and then the second two are the boys. And then the state championships will be on Saturday. At Carson High. Same thing. Got to buy tickets online. Uh, but if you want to see some soccer and squeeze in a football game, you can manage to do it all. Yeah, and I think it's worth going to these uh, state soccer games if you can get a look. Definitely 
uh, some high quality players, high quality teams there as well. A couple teams that I know anybody who's paid attention to the local region has has seen. I know McQueen on the girls' side has been absolutely electric. Um, that is not to take away anything from, I believe it was Sparks on the boys' side that won the the regional championship there. So two big things to watch there. Sparks will get Coronado Friday at 2 p.m. on the boys' side. Hug and Palo Verde will play at Carson at 4 p.m. On the boys' side, the boys' state championship is at 12.30 Saturday at Carson High School. McQueen Centennial, 10 a.m., Foothill Bishop Minogue on the girls' side at noon, and then that state championship is 10 a.m. Saturday as well. Not sure if you'll see much coverage from me there on those Friday semifinal games, but I will definitely be there for those state championships on Saturday. Really cool to see Carson High hosting a whole bunch of state tournaments this year. I think we, we've already touched on this a little bit on the podcast, but it is once again, timely. This will not be, this will be the first of a few regional and state events that the, that Carson high is hosting this year. So, so cool to see that. I know, I know it's good for the school as well to get some extra, extra uh, monetary flow through there as well as, you know, people got to come to Carson city, got to stay in hotels and all, all that jazz as well. So lots of good stuff going on this week. Obviously, of course, fall sports winding down. Um, a lot less going on now, but uh, some some big things to stay tuned. And I know I'll have some updates on some of our local athletes playing at college here coming up in the next couple weeks as well in the paper. Be sure to check us out, nevadaappeal.com backslash news backslash sports. Best place to go for all your Carson City, Minden, and Gardnerville, Dayton sports news there. Be sure to check out producer Jeff Mulvihill online at www.instaimage.com. And thank you to today's sponsor. That is played against sports in the Topsy lane shopping center, your best place to go for gently used or brand new sporting equipment needs. You can check them out online at playedagainstsports.com as well. That's going to do it for episode 102. Hopefully my voice didn't send everybody uh, screaming or muting me or turning it off, but uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy. 